everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Wednesday, August 19th. Fuck it, we're doing it raw. Oh. See, raw feed. We're doing it live. It's a raw feed. I already fucked up. But that's what you get. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. So, I, as you were saying it, I was waiting for the fuck up because... You were in your head about this intro. Right before you started the intro, you said to me, and this is a little inside baseball in the weeds, but you said, how do I start these things? You had forgotten how the B.O. Boys even starts. And Which from is that so moment weird. on, I knew, I knew you were in trouble. And we, here's the thing, we, we aren't even looking at each other. We're on the phone. No, we... We have the technology to look at each other, but we a while ago chose we're not going to do that. If it's not if it's not in person, it it's it might as well just be over the phone. Yeah, we we want that to be special when we are reunited across from each other mm-hmm. in in a studio talking about a legitimate domestic top ten top five that encompasses not just canada but america as well well that's probably not going to be for a while but we do have a north american domestic uh box office with the new movies with some like decent returns this weekend yeah but but it doesn't really involve the united states this is this is a canada heavy box office right now and so for any of the people listening here that don't know this. Mm-hmm. When we talk about domestic box office, we talk about North American box office. Yes. And North America encompasses Canada as well. Yes. So which we've is some- always, it's the, the, the domestic box office has always been not just the United States. It's always also included Canada. Yes. So I feel like we've neglected that by making it so much about America, 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 when Canada makes up not not a huge chunk of normal domestic box office, but like we were saying, now with what's going on, they make up almost the entirety of it, at least with the big films, because the number one movie at the domestic box office this week, this weekend, was only available to be seen in theaters in Canada, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, a movie that America will not be allowed to see until it comes to CBS All Access in 2021. Wow. So it's not just that we have to wait a few weeks. We're not getting the new SpongeBob movie until next year. That is a huge win for Canada. Because right now, when you look at this pandemic, Obviously, everyone wants the world to do well, but countries are competing. You know, countries are stacking numbers against each other. And I do think that Canada getting to go watch SpongeBob the movie, Sponge on the Run, in theaters, and also knowing that their brothers to the South, the United States, are not going to see this movie for upwards of a year, that is, it's a it's a business victory. It's a moral victory. I mean, this it's a big, big weekend for Canada. Yeah, and they also are getting to see Unhinged early. Wow. I mean, other places uh, in the world have seen uh, has seen Unhinged already, but this is its debut in Canada. Yeah. And it's at number two. So let's just give numbers real quick for okay. SpongeBob in three hundred theaters. It made $865,000 in its first week. So not not hitting a million. No. But we're going to see that soon. We're going to see movies making over a million dollars, which doesn't sound, like a, doesn't sound like a lot. But for these times, that will be very big. Well, for these times, but also, you know, SpongeBob made $865,000 this weekend. In only 300 theaters. Let us not ever forget Playmobil the movie, which opened up last fall in normal times, 
theaters open wherever they want to be open. And that movie, Playmobil, opened at $668,000 for the weekend, playing in over 2,000 theaters. So when we talk about SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run, you know, making decent numbers for pandemic times, it still destroyed, uh, still destroyed Playmobil the movie. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is <laughs> Playmobil also did the variable pricing. So we, we, we always have to take that into, into, uh, we always have to take that under consideration too. Cause some of those showings were, were the tickets cost 15 cents, which we'll get back to. Right, right, right. But I, I think we can never pass up an opportunity to um, point out the disaster that was Playmobil the movie. And listen, you know, but it also makes me think they opened a year too early because maybe if Playmobil the movie was coming out now in the pandemic and people were just so starved for theatrical content, it, it might have been a hit. Yeah, it might have made more money now than it did then. Yes. Yes, somehow in less theaters with people being scared of getting sick at a theater, Playmobil might have done better. You can never plan, you can never bet on a pandemic though. If you're mm-hmm. a company releasing a film, you can never bet right. on that. Right, Although right, right. it's getting closer to a sure thing now. In, right. You know, in, in these times. So who knows? Right. So we've got that number one movie in America. Not America. Sorry. Domestic box office. So North, North America. America. Unhinged made 600K in 299 theaters. Right. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty penny. It's already made some money overseas. It opened overseas. So this is a very this movie is in the cultural conversation because of, you know, its connection to Tenet. Also, Russell Crowe did, I guess, a cheeky sort of PSA about theater safety as his character from Unhinged. And that's, I think, getting a little bit of buzz. So this is like a nice little shot in the arm for his career, but also a, a, a nice start for Solstice Studios. Yes. Yeah, Unhinged is uh, its a movie that we've all been thinking about for months now. Um, so I think they, they've just done a good job of building anticipation for this. Yeah. It's an event. Now, so just to say, I think we've forgot to mention this. We are using Box Office Mojo again. And the reason being is that Deadline is not doing a listed top five. And since there is, or I mean top ten, which they normally do, and since we are now getting legitimate North American box office, I believe, and I, you know, we didn't talk about this before the show, but I'm sure you're going to agree with this. We are going to start trying to talk about the movies that are reporting box office because deadline was doing its work and we applaud deadline for all its hard work during these trying times going out there making phone calls counting cash for these catalog films but i know you're not as sick of them as i am but i don't want to talk about a catalog film anymore there's movies coming out and there's movies coming out in Canada, which counts as North American box office. So we, I think, should focus on these movies that are giving box office mojo numbers. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little torn about that because when we look at these this box office mojo top 10, once you get past the first couple of big releases, we do then fall into that gray zone where... We know there are catalog titles such as Jurassic Park or Karate Kid or whatever that are making more money than some of these new movies that are reporting numbers. You know, like when you start getting down to like four or five and there's movies making 90,000, 70,000, 60,000, 
we know that Jurassic Park is making more than that. Yeah, so they they do mention in the Deadline article that the 10th anniversary of Inception was this week end, or right. at least it's this year at some point, right? And that was released and made a pretty penny. But it's it's still, they did not report that. So supposedly it made... 640k well that's in 27 markets so that includes canada so yeah i mean so then we've got to say that number one it seems like number one is very clearly spongebob movie sponge on the run 865,000. but then i think number two is the inception re-release if it made over 600,000, then that's more than what unhinged made so, but that's not that's not all de- that's not all North American domestic. Okay, gotcha. So we gotcha. can't we 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 gotta like I know we're we're gonna talk about this later in the show about getting back to normalcy and how that is not gonna happen for a while and and maybe shouldn't. But I think as bo boys, yeah, we need to get back to normalcy because you're gonna see New Mutants coming out at the end of August. You're gonna see this top five transforming into new movies. So we don't usually go as deep as the, the 10 anyway. I mean, we were for a while, but I don't think we need to at this point. Let's just focus on the new movies and, and, and just, just try to get some normalcy back. That's what I want. I will this week go with a box office mojo only list under some protest but not enough protests that I'm going to actually protest. I don't think... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'll be a silent protest. You know I'm not loving this, but I also don't care enough to make a stink about it. It's a protest, not a stink. Okay. I can... I totally am fine with that. I'm fine with knowing that you really don't want this, but I will continue to, to do it. Okay. As long as you know that, I know that neither of us care enough to change it. We could keep going with it. Box Office Mojo, top five. Great. So number three, we got Tax Collector, the former number one, mm-hmm. starring Shia LaBeouf, directed by David Ayer, which I believe I said Ayer's last week, and I'm wrong. It is Ayer okay. with no S. Okay. Made 182K, down 41.2% at 138 theaters. Now, this is a film that is also available on VOD, not PVOD, regular VOD, $6.99. You can rent this. You can also purchase it on iTunes. So this is a movie that has some power because SpongeBob ain't available to download or rent at home, and neither is Unhinged. Yeah, and you know what? We talked about last week a good comeback for Shia LaBeouf. It's down 41%, which is a normal drop for a movie from number one. Yes. So I don't think it falling from one to three is a rejection of this movie. No, I don't think so either. I think people went out and saw it last week. People are maybe staying at home to, to see it now. But it's 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 definitely a nice, nice uh, bit of money for these guys. Right. Number four, a movie that's, I wouldn't say still going strong, but still in the conversation, The Rental, mm-hmm. 93K, down 31.5% at 144 theaters. And, you know, this is its fourth week of release. It made a pretty penny, and it put Dave Franco, I think it's now, Dave Franco is the Franco of choice. If there was any yes. question. yes. Yes, this cements him as the acting Franco and now the directing Franco. He's the go-to. He's the Franco that if you're if you're if you're Marvel and you're saying to yourself, "We need a Franco brother to direct," I don't know this Thor movie. They've just decided we want a Franco brother to do it. He's the one you would go to. Dave Franco coming off the rental, he gets the big Marvel assignment. Yeah. So that that's that's big. Number 5 a movie called Peninsula 
which is its second week on the chart, $79,000 at 45 theaters. And I can see why you don't like this top five, because this movie that I don't know. Oh, no. Peninsula is the uh, train to train Busan. Train to Busan. Yep. They got to say train to Busan, too. Why does it just yes. say Peninsula? I mean, we're people who are the only ones who would possibly know that. And it takes us a while to remember. Yeah, that's that's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so let's not I don't think we need to give numbers for the rest of these. Number six, the silencing. Number seven, the big ugly. Number eight, made in Italy. Number nine, a movie called Spree. Number ten, American Deep State. All of these films made under sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. The one movie that we need to mention, uh, a precipitous drop for our boy Nikki T's uh, movie. Number 23, Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark, made $465 at one theater, down 62.4% in its third week. But you know what? It's it, it's still going to hang around because it's a Christmas movie. Well, that's, that's the thing. I feel like this movie um, knows knows where it's going to make all of its money. The theaters are basically lying in wait. You know, they're saving a spot. Basically, the theaters are saying, let's not throw the reel out. Let's not delete the file. Let's save it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Normally, we'd wipe the hard drive. All the movies that were taken out of theaters, we'd wipe the hard drive. Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. Keep the file on the desktop and we'll, you know, save it for December. Yeah, find some other way to make room when, you know, you go through and you do try to do a cleanup. Just just hold on to that file. Try to get rid of some podcast that you're not listening to anymore, you know? Yep, yep. Hold um, on to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a movie that it's had a, a big two-weekend run. And, yeah, it's going to become a holiday perennial favorite. So I don't think we've heard the last of this movie. Um, also, it's probably one of those situations that happens to movies in the pandemic where all of the uh, friends of the filmmakers have seen it already. Yeah. So that does account for some of the drop. That that definitely that definitely accounts for a good a good bit of the drop. So that's the top ten. Yeah. Any anything in this top five else that sticks sticks out to you? I mean, SpongeBob number one. So. The kids are going out there. They're dragging the parents out there. The rats are getting their cheese. These SpongeBob movies, I always forget that they're actual blockbusters. I mean, they mm-hmm. do really well, even though this is a show that you can see anytime you want on multiple platforms. Plus, SpongeBob is so such a meme superstar that I feel like these kids would just get their full of meme. They're full of memes. Right. I don't understand why you have to go to the theater to see a SpongeBob anything. Well, I, here's my guess, is you're going to a SpongeBob movie to figure out what the new memes are going to be. Yeah, you're, yes. You get to know the memes before they get to Twitter, to TikTok, um, to other social media platforms. This is a meme gathering yes. thing. Yes, yes. Oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and and when you see the movie on this big screen, you could really envision what the meme is going to look like on your phone. You know, like you just get such a clear picture of it. So I, I think a lot of a lot of people are going to these theaters watching SpongeBob and just like pre-carving it up. Yes. I'm 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 reading here about the release that SpongeBob sold its the rights to this well not SpongeBob himself but Netflix has international distribution for other countries CBS has it for the US and so Paramount has recouped the entire production cost of the film already. 
that's great. Good for Paramount. This is a this is yeah this is a smart move. That's what you've got to do because now the rest is just gravy. Yeah. So the way the same way that people take SpongeBob and carve it up into memes, Paramount carved it up into memeable uh, revenue streams. Yeah, a little Netflix here, a little yep. CBS All Access here, a little theatrical in Canada. Pretty smart. That's great. Yeah. Pretty smart. Good for SpongeBob. And yeah, Unhinged is definitely going to be a movie that we're going to be talking about the next few weeks. Um, I mean, do we do we want to preview what we're about to do or do we save that for a future episode? Let's just say we might be able to review Unhinged in the very near future. Perfect. I love it. A movie not available at home. So... Think about that. Yep, you figure it out. Um, yeah, and we already talked about the rest. So there's your yeah, there's your box office uh, weekend. New and, movies are out, and theaters in America. Some theaters are opening. Regal, twenty first, which is Friday. Mm. AMC on the twentieth, and they're both doing some stuff that I find very interesting with pricing. Now, what are they doing? Well, Regal is charging $5 for some catalog films. So that's, you know, a, a steep discount. Maybe not in a, a lot of parts of the country, but some metropolitan parts of the country, that's a steep, steep discount. And AMC, on the first day of, of opening is selling tickets for 15 cents, which is the amount that a theater ticket cost when AMC originally opened in 19 the 1920s. So you're though you seem you seem a little dubious of this. I feel like you're devaluing your product. Okay. And I understand that it's not a the theaters are trying to get people in the doors yes that's that's the big thing like they got it and the product is secondary Mm -hmm. i don't think that's the business model going forward i feel like that is a bad way to start a new era i think you need to make these a premium I think you okay. need to make it a premium experience and not just try to get everybody or make it so cheap that just anybody off the street will attempt it. I do think that movies will only survive if it's a premium experience, and I don't think these theaters are doing enough to to make the experience safe and comfortable they're focusing on well let's just 15 cents 15 cents but it's like 15 right. cents to get your hand bit by an alligator it's still you know 15 cents you still don't want to get your hand bit by an alligator right 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 well i mean there's i mean there's probably a bottom uh price where it becomes worth it to get, to your, get hand your hand bit for the bit story by an alligator all right, maybe maybe not. Uh, I don't know. But I think that they I mean the thing is they've got to just get people in the door right now because the average person is still so weary of doing something like going into a movie theater. As they should be. So do you think they should, like, the movie chains should, out of the gate, be charging more than they used to? Like, make it seem like an even more exclusive experience than it did before? Like, should opening day of AMC be, like, $30 for a movie ticket? Well, we talked about... Did we... I don't know if we... Because we try to cover everything, but sometimes we don't have enough time. Did we talk about Alamo 
allowing people to buy out a whole theater for these. No, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. So that's what you do. You have people buy out showings of new movies, not catalog films, because we can all watch Jurassic Park on Netflix. New movies. You should be able to buy out a theater, one of the screening rooms, for a new movie. Watch Tenet with your friends. And if it's 10 people, then it's 10 people. If it's 20 people, then it's 20 people. Well, it can't. It should be less than 10, just to be safe. But depending on the spacing, you that's, I think, the kind of experience that they should be selling. And that should be a premium. And yeah, you but get that's... premium cleaning, right? You can bring your own food in. You never have to touch a ticket machine because you, you booked it online. Yeah, they take but... you in it. They take you in the emergency exit for that theater for that room. So right. you're never really passing anybody else. Right. I mean, the renting out the theater though, that's not a real business model even for Alamo long term. Never mind like Regal and AMC. You know, I mean, Alamos. There's like whatever ten of them. Like AMC and Regal. There's you know th- thousands of theaters. So they have to get people to want to go constantly. That's the only way that that movie theaters work for them is that the average person is going to have to want to go a lot, not just go like once with their whole family. Should movie theaters now be for the average person? But they always were. But But what I'm saying is, should that change? Um, well, I mean, I think then what you're, what you're looking at it is more and more like movie theaters becoming like a Broadway ticket or what a Broadway ticket used to be. Opera houses, Broadway tickets. This should be an exclusive, exclusive thing for now until things become safe enough that everybody can be included. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough because it cuts both ways because if you go that way now and you're basically saying you could only go to a movie if you really, if you're, if you really want it and you're willing to pay premium prices for it, which you might also end up doing is a year from now the average person is just so disconnected from going to movie theaters that the only people who would want to go are a handful of people who pay a lot for it. And that's probably not going to be enough to sustain AMCs and Regals. No, you get people to aspire to being Mm -hmm. able to afford a movie ticket. You have these influencers. You You should let influencers in for 15 cents and then okay. they then they post about it and they tweet about it and they tiktok about it and then kids in america will be like so and so from tiktok is like going to a theater is awesome too bad i can't afford it maybe i should save some of my allowance and right. go see a movie so here's what it sounds like your plan is for amc and regal is movie the movie experience should become firefest no i mean firefest should done be influencers right. fire so it's like influencers get young kids to see the movie theaters as an exclusive place to be seen and therefore, they will pay any amount of money to be there with the influencers watching New Mutants, watching Tenet, watching Unhinged. Is that Firefest? Yeah, I mean, the Firefest business model was hang out with influencers and you pay a ton of money to do it. So I don't think that's and totally then you, flawed. And then there's cheese sandwiches. Yeah, I don't think that's totally flawed. Okay. I think the execution was bad, but I don't right. think the idea is bad because right. I came up with it. Right. Oh, I didn't come well, up with it, but it's parallel thinking. 
And and the problem with Firefest was that it was held on an island and the infrastructure for the event did not already exist. So with Regal and AMC, unlike Firefest, they already have the infrastructure built. The movie theaters are not on islands. They are on mainland continental United States. So you've already you're already ahead of the game that Firefest started. Yeah. That's the big problem is that there are bathrooms here. There right. there is right. food stored if in case of a tragedy. Right. I mean you could right. live off goobers for days. Right. And when you compare them, you know, the other big problem with Firefest was it was the food was all cheese sandwiches. Um and people were really upset about that. So AMC and Regal are already starting from a point of we've got cheese nachos. We've got hot dogs. So we already have better food than Firefest. Yeah, I mean, I see you're coming around to this. I am. Now that okay, now that it it's it's a better version of something else. I I I get it. I get it. Because you're right. Firefest wasn't... It was a flawed good idea. Yeah. Now, with saying this... Yeah. There, it's obvious that AMC and Regal and all these chains are not going to take up the Firefest model. They're just not... No. They're, they're not bold enough... They're not smart enough. They're not brave enough. They're picking up the county fair model, which is basically like come in for a nickel and you get to see all of these old acts. Well, yeah, and you might get on a roller coaster that falls apart because we move from town to town. So nobody's really tightening screws because then that's just more work for later. Right, right. And so this begs the question. If they're going to use, just stick to the old model, try to get as many people in as possible, is that safe? Well, that's, yeah, that's the other thing in that it's, it is actually like not enticing to think about, well, if, if it's so cheap, then I'm going to go and a lot of people are going to go. But the problem, the thing that is the most unsafe about right now is being in places where there are a lot of people. Whereas if you go again, the Firefest model and you're spending a lot of money and it's basically just you and a couple of other and, and the influencers, of course, who all have access to rapid testing, you know? So I would think, being in a room with a couple of influencers is about as safe of a place as you could be right now. Yes. Because all your big TikTok influencers, all your Instagram influencers, they've they've got the, the same day tests. And so they're probably, you know, they're probably pretty cl- clear. So um, I, I was reading, I read this article on AV Club and I'm sure there's, several different articles that are similar to this where they asked doctors quote-unquote doctors i don't know who these doctors are i don't know if they're like you know they got like a you know a a doctorate from from you know upenn because they i I don't know they're a big donor or whatever but they got doctor right before their 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 names and they're all unanimously unanimously saying that they would not go to a, a movie theater now because there's no zero percent area you can be in that will that that you couldn't possibly get covid except for by yourself right and people are taking their masks off to eat we're the number one lovers of going to the theater i think right we love the experience. 
But would you go? Would I sit in a hard top movie theater anytime soon? I, I can't. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would. I wouldn't. I would not. And other than, man, you've, you really turned me around on this. Other than in a situation where it's just me and some influencers and a couple of other people who've play, paid premium pricing and are basically in a giant empty room. Yes, because you need to have that. Every theater needs to be like first class. We can't have a coach situation now because there's too many things that can go wrong. They're not controlled enough. And if you're going to be open at all, you need to make it either aspirational or it's just going to be a pen full right, of right, sick right. animals. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the thing with any business right now is they have to figure out a way to make money while also having as few customers as possible. Yeah, so... So I guess the the only way for that to work as a movie theater, yeah, is to figure out how you could create... You know, and the experience has to be, again, going back to Firefest, which in retrospect, is a great idea. Thank you. It has to be a... Uh, the promise of an experience that is once in a lifetime. So I don't think it's enough for a movie theater to open and say, we're showing Tenet, and we've got, you know, movie theater food, and, you know, the, the seats with a cup holder. Like, they've got to figure out how to make that whole experience so aspirational that you're going to pay $80 to see Tenet. Yeah, and I do think, like... Like, not just not just safe, but... Yeah, and maybe it, maybe it all comes back to the influencers, is just that you're going to be in a room with these influencers, they're going to take a socially distant selfie with you at unhinged and that's going to lead to the next phase of your life yeah i think also movie theaters can create bots that will add likes to your social media platforms you buy mm -hmm. a ticket online for unhinged and you're Instagram automatically gets a hundred more followers. Mm -hmm. So you're paying $80 for a ticket to a movie, but also you're paying for clout. Right, right. I don't know if this is, I mean, the legality of all this stuff is tenuous, but we're just spitballing. See, we're trying to save the industry and I don't think legality right. necessarily plays too big of a part in this. I do think safety does. I think the safety of people plays a huge part. But legality is not the number one thing on my mind right now. I'm trying to save right. a whole industry. We're trying to save a whole industry. And if you have to break a few laws, I think that those laws are unjust. Right. And if it's social media laws, I mean... I think basically, yeah, we want to save lives. We want to save the movie industry. So if breaking some social media laws is what has to happen, and if AMC and Regal having to have a side business as, as a, uh, a bot farm, then you that's I think that is a bridge you could cross. And we, we also – this is news that kind of got – swallowed up a little bit and we didn't mention it on the show but there used to be a law that that a movie studio could not own a theater and that law has changed you mm -hmm. now as a as a company say universal for example can buy a theater or several theaters so why not make these you know you've got stars under contract You've got stars that can show up at these theaters 
for these premium theater goers and you hang out with the rock you pay you pay ten thousand dollars a ticket to watch a new movie with the rock and it doesn't have to even be a movie that the rock is in new mutants you want the rock to watch new mutants with you well that's a hundred thousand dollars a ticket but you know what there's people that'll pay it yes and it's like that you put the rock I think he's going to have to be in a bubble in a Of course. Seat. I think he's going to but it's a clear bubble so you could see him the whole time, you could see what he's eating. Um you could see his reaction to new mutants. You know, is the rock scared when the scary parts come on? Is he laughing with it? Is he laughing at it? You you'll get to see all that. Yeah, it it seeing the rock in real life in a bubble is better people would stand out on the street and watch the Pope go by in the Pope mobile. And that had Mm -hmm. a big bubble over it. And nobody was like, what a jip. The Pope was in a bubble. Right. Right. And that was pre COVID. No, they were just happy to see him. Yeah. So yeah, they were just happy to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I mean, we, we've sort of talked in the past about it, but I definitely see, movie studios owning theaters as being something that is kind of inevitable. Um, And it's the type of thing that will make theaters more viable because tickets will be tied into subscriptions to streaming apps. And, you know, it'll all be one continuum where you subscribe to Peacock and you get to see Jurassic World 3 in the Universal Movie Theater a week early and... Um, yeah, it all, it all comes back to, there might be a world in which just paying the average person, just paying a price to see a a single movie just isn't going to be enough anymore. And so, yeah, this, having the tickets be 10 cents, um, in the hopes of getting people to get used to coming and paying $10 for a movie is not going to be enough. And, and they're and they're these theater owners. And I know they're going through hard times. I get it, but they're middlemen and there's a hubris to that whole. Yeah. Come in. Cause the, the real, the real reason you're here is for us is for our building. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, the, the right. real, real, real reason they're here is to watch a movie and either get away from their kids or kids getting away from their parents or uh, husbands getting away from their wives or wives getting away from their husbands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what the, those are the things. It's getting away from people you don't want to be around and seeing stars up on the screen, not sitting in a seat, not waiting in line, not any of the things that you think about when you go to a movie theater. Right. So they need to stop uh, thinking that they're that they're doing that, that that they're as important as they 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 are. They're not as important as they think they are. The experience is important, yeah. but the the infrastructure and the building is not as important. Yeah, it's it's a weird spot, though, because we're also think we're also saying that these like backwoods or backwards sort of like. Uh, uh, building owners also now have to become partners with influencers. Well, that's where the studios, the movie theater business. Well, that okay. So you 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 are basically saying the studios need to take over the theater business, and they need to partner with influencers to make theaters a premium experience for uh, the TikTok well, generation. Listen. Tarantino owns the New Beverly. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul can't own a theater. Right. Ninja can't own a theater. These are probably all old references. I don't know the influencers. Okay. Right. Right. But you know they they could they could buy a theater, and then they program what they want to program, and then they show up there, and you might it's like Wahlburgers. 
sometimes Mark Wahlberg is is there on the fryer. You don't know. Right, sometimes right. he's there, sometimes he's not. But you go there for the chance that he might be there. Right. So then, so then the draw of these theaters is also Logan Paul might be the projectionist. Yeah, or he might be sweeping up popcorn. Right. Or he right, might come right, in and right. spray you with a hose. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's interesting because when we started this story, I was so uh, on board with the idea that you've got to basically make the tickets free at first and just get people used to going to a theater. And now I'm fully on board with the initial pricing should be triple digits and it should just be celebrity filled experiences for the mega rich. Because if these celebrities want to do their part, which they claim they're doing, and really all they're doing is making videos nobody wants to see and podcasts nobody wants to listen to, mm-hmm. put on your pants, put on your mask, get in your bubble, and come to a physical theater and bring in people that are willing to spend $10,000 a ticket to sit in the same room with you. That's right, what you right. can do for the movie industry. That's what you can do. Right. Jason Bateman, get your pants on, get in your bubble, put the podcast mic down, leave that to the pros, and get your ass in a the theater and watch Tenet with some people. Yeah, and the thing is, Jason Bateman, there's going to be a bubble there in the theater. We're not going to ask Jason Bateman, we're not going to ask Olivia Wilde to come into these theaters and sit there without a protective bubble. They will have a protective bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. The the bubble is is non-negotiable. Right, right. I, I, I mean, I think this is the future. This is the only way they're going to survive. Right. Um... Yeah, I'm on board. I mean, the thing is that that leaves us out other than here's our loophole is, of course, we're part of the media. Well, you, uh, we're, part of the, listen, the, we're part of the movie media. Yeah, so we get comped. that gets us in. We get comped. We haven't gotten comped up to this point in our lives, but I think once the ticket prices become hundreds if not thousands of dollars depending on the level of celebrity that's at the screenings yeah then we we would have to make sure we get uh listen we're documentarians we're documenting the craziest year in box office history and if that doesn't get us comped i don't know who gets comped at that point, then you assume no one is getting comped. Then there's no comping. Which is also There's possible. no comping going yeah. on. Right. Now, real right. quick, before we end, we do got to talk about Cuomo. Cuomo came out okay. and said, now, governor of New York, we act as if everybody knows who Cuomo is. But uh, since we're all, you know, me and Pat, coastal elites, New York City. So he came out and said, movie theaters are not going to open in New York City anytime soon because they are not as essential as places like schools and gyms. Mm-hmm. Now, do you agree with this assessment? And do you agree with him kind of putting theaters on blast in a way? Um, I think that he didn't need to say they were less essential than gyms. I, I agree that, you know, just as we talked about this episode, movie theaters, the nature of a theater, especially uh, in the current model where you're just trying to get as many customers as possible, it's a breeding, possible breeding ground for people spreading COVID. So I get why Cuomo doesn't want them in New York. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to keep the numbers down. Uh trying to prop up his political future, all that. I get it. I get it. But what I don't think he needed to do was put down movie theaters and say they are lesser than gyms. Because 
people's opinion of gyms is so low that saying your business is less than a gym is that is such an insult. And listen, I'm a neighborhood guy. Of course. Like Cuomo. And he's a neighborhood guy. He knows what he was doing. He was talking some shit. He was picking a beef. And he, I, I think it was, a, he insulted them a little bit. L- l- he insulted the bit. movie theaters a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I I did bristle at the gym thing. Be- That's the thing. The gym thing is wrong. Because what makes something essential also the fact that we're saying more or less essential aren't things just either essential or not essential right not to be a stickler about language but you're either essential or you're not essential there's no degree of essential water air essential yeah um so uh, yeah but that that's the one that really that that's what i keep getting hung up on is 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 the gym insult that is that's that's him looking to start a war but here's the question we had this thing with churches when we talked about churches mm-hmm. because you know can you replicate the experience of a gym not in a gym and i'm telling you i was watching late night tv couple mm. nights ago okay and there's many options for having a gym quality workout at home now i don't know if you're right. aware of this there's several several options is there so like gyms at home well machines you can purchase either okay just full stop or in installments that give you a gym quality workout at home so you don't have to go to the gym. Right. Or I don't think there's an equivalent to the movie theater experience. There's no product you can buy because a TV is still a TV. It's not a movie right. screen. Right. And 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 movie screens in a home are never as big as a movie screen in a movie theater. N- it just is what it is. Well, I have seen I mean, I've seen TVs that are bigger than the screens at the IFC Center. True, but I mean that's not what we think of. I mean, IFC as a movie theater is barely actually a movie theater. That's true. It is more of a it's more of a like it's a it's a little bit more of an apartment than it is a movie theater. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. So, that's my thing with when you're talking about I think since we we said about, you know, listen to our episode a couple weeks ago, since God is, if God exists, he's everywhere, you don't need to go to church. You can Mm -hmm. get a quality prayer session in, and the big guy is still going to be there to hear you. And schools, I guess schools are essential, but not for the reason you'd think they're essential, but to get your kids the fuck out of the house. Yes. They yes. are essential for sanity. So I would say that it's schools, movie theaters, churches, no, gyms, then churches, if we're ranking these things. Yeah. I mean, the thing, though, is like, yeah, that's essentialness. But when you think of just public opinion uh or or the way you know the way most people see these different businesses and places gyms are just so low on everyone's list because even people who go to gyms think gyms are scummy and a ripoff and it's a thing they hate going to the people who love going to gyms hate going to gyms and how can a place that there's regular there's a chance there's a high percentage chance that you will sit in the pool of sweat of a stranger and that is how somehow safer than being in a movie right. theater yeah it's so wild because even at a the most excited you could ever be at a movie 
you rarely are sweating in your seat. You know, you're eating, you're you're touching the 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 arm rests and all that, but you're very rarely full on sweating through your shirt while watching a well, movie. Well, because we're past the point of the train coming at us and us think we're going to die. That's yes. when you're sweating through a shirt. Yes, 100%. Back in those days when people were genuinely scared that the images on the screen were going to uh, uh, jump out and, and attack them, I'm sure those movie theaters were just covered in sweat. Also, there was no air conditioning back then. So, yeah, a movie theater in the 20s uh, is no different than a gym. And no one drank water. They were not hydrated. Right, right. People walked into a movie theater sweating. They got scared. They sweated more. They It was just just soaking wet, all the seats. But nowadays, most movie theaters, people do not sweat profusely while watching a movie. The way they sweat at a gym. And hopefully... You know, there's going to be measures that if you are coming in there very sweaty, you'll be turned away because you're not going to pass the temperature test. Yes. Yes. And and that's what's so crazy is that they would be turned away at a movie theater for sweating. And then the person would say, but I'm sweating because I just came from the gym. And the gym is is somehow okay and the movie theater isn't? I I know. And I think that closing all gyms permanently would take right. a lot of pressure off of a lot of people because yes. they always feel like they should be at the gym. Oh, I should be at the yes. gym. Why am I watching another episode of, you know, God, I don't even watch TV. What would what would people watch? How I Met, your, I met mother. your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. When I could be at the gym. I feel so bad about myself because I could be at the gym. Why am I not mm-hmm. at the gym? I'm such a loser. Maybe I should just end it. No, no, no. You can't think that way. The, gyms don't exist anymore. They're closed forever. You know how much mental help that would be for certain people? Yep. It would... And and it is and it is it helps people's finances because one of the biggest uh, uh, parts of anyone's budget is the passive payment that they have in gym subscriptions that they don't even remember that they still have. Yeah, well, in my business plan, that money would be funneled to movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it would then build up towards you being able to purchase a ticket. To go see, you know, uh, Bill and Ted's last, whatever that, what is that? Face the Music. Face the Music. Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music, yeah. With, you know, not Keanu Reeves, obviously, but like Lori Petty. No, Lori Petty's not big enough. It'd have to be somebody that's kind of big. Blake Lively. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're saving up to watch a funny movie. With uh, Blake Lively. Yeah. Right. And you don't have that worry of I should be at the gym instead of doing this because gyms are out. But you know what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Blake Lively. Yes. Successful, beautiful, fit woman. You're a Mm -hmm. guy. You know that you're going to be in front of Blake Lively. I feel like that's going to make you pull out the kettlebells put on the tennis shoes, go for a couple jogs, right? You're a woman. You say, oh, Blake Lively, I'll show her who's the pretty one. Starts doing crunches, gets into ketosis. Then you're working out to impress Blake Lively. Your gym doesn't have Blake Lively. Yep. And so you're, these people are, these moviegoers are working out harder than ever but they're doing it at home. Maybe they order one of these at-home gyms that you've seen on late night. Several. There's several options to get a gym quality workout at home. And they're doing that. They're not sweating in a public gym. They're sweating at home and then showering or or you know toweling off. 
And then they show up in the movie theater, unsweated, best shape of their life. Blake Lively's in a pod in the front of the room. Not guaranteed that Blake Lively will ever turn around and see you, but there is that hope. And maybe... She's only contracted to look straight ahead at the movie And maybe, here's the thing, you tell her when she gets there, she can say a few things, but what she has to say is, I just want to comment on how fit everybody is. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? That's huge. And then that... Then they, they're like, well, I can't lose this. Swole. I got to stay swole. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's why I do think theaters should not be open in their current in the current state. They should be exclusive. And Jim should be closed forever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so back to Governor Cuomo um, belittling movie theaters, saying they're less essential than Jim's. I mean, this does seem to be, like, possibly, uh, you know, I don't fully know his backstory, but, you know, it feels like a vendetta. Okay. You know, and and again, I'm not saying that movie theaters in their current state should even be open. Um, I get, I get it, but the putting them below gyms makes me think that he really wanted to uh he really wanted to 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 lay this insult out well, there so you're lower than a gym you're lower than you a movie theater and he's personifying movie theaters now you are lower than a gym lower than a sweat box where people just sweat all over each other where people are basically extorted because that is the gym business model is to just take money from you that you don't even know that you're spending. And he's saying movie theater, you are lower than that. You're lower than a dog. People are just grunting. Yeah. Now his father was a politician as well. Correct. Yes. Did he have any sort of a, a governor negative interaction with theater chains? Is this a George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., f- finish finish what he started, finish the job right. situation? Right. Like where uh, Regal and AMC, that's like his Saddam Hussein. Yeah. It would, do we know if there's any sort of history here? And how does, and how mean, does their brother Rivers f- f- fit into this? Right. Yeah, I mean— he, yeah, Andrew Cuomo's brother Rivers is famous, famously a musician and not a movie actor. So, you know, was he not, was he blackballed out of the business by the movie chains? I mean, that's worth looking into. I, I will say this is something we need to look into because it makes so much sense if there is a family vendetta against movie theaters. Because him calling movie theaters lower than a gym is not an accident. He did that on purpose. Yeah, he, he singled them out. They were singled out, mm-hmm. you know, call him Chris Hardwick because he singled people out. Yeah. He singled the theaters out. So that, that's, that, but you know what? This could be, you know, God, I don't want to say his name, but we've gotten in trouble talking about certain people. And I don't know, man, mm-hmm. these Cuomos, they could shut us up. Yeah, they could shut us up real quick. I mean, just an email would be enough. Um, I I still think, though, we should dig and we should look into what is the history of the Cuomo family with movie theater chains um, and why they said that, why he's out there saying they're lower than Jim's. Well, we'll, great cough. We will. Thanks, man. We will dive into this, I guess. I mean, this is this is our calling. We're too deep into it now. I guess we're Woodward and Bernstein now. Or, or Bernstein, well, like sorry. Woodward and, Woodward and Bernstein. Mm-hmm. I always forget that. Um, 
Yeah, so like Woodward and Bernstein, Bernstein. they relied Bernstein. They relied mostly on anonymous tipsters to just tell them everything about Watergate. So I say we do the same. So if you're out there and you know what the connection is between the Cuomos, their history with movie theaters, their history with gyms, if you have some inside information, email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Help us break what potentially could be a huge story. Um, and we'll figure out what's going on here and why, in the eyes of the governor of New York, movie theaters are lower than the scummiest business on the planet, which is public gyms. And, you know, we're not talking about the Patreon. Um, although we will, we got to plug a Patreon our boy Jake Fogelnest has a Patreon. Uh, he's mm-hmm. doing great work, so make sure to go over to Jake Fogelnest's Patreon page and just uh, give him some money. Uh, yeah, de- definitely check it check out. Check it out. It's, it's There's a lot of worthwhile uh, places to spend your money right now, but I agree. Uh, check out the Jake Fogelnest Patreon. Yes, and then also... What you don't give to Jake Fogelnest, please save up for your ticket to see a new movie with a celebrity once our whole Firefest situation in movie theaters gets off the ground. So you might be able to watch, who knows, you might be able to watch Maverick, Top Gun Maverick with Jake Gyllenhaal. He'd be in a bubble, but still, he'd be there. Yeah, I thought you were about to say see Top Gun Maverick with uh, Jake Vogelnest. No, I don't know if we could get him. Yeah. So. Uh, no, seeing seeing a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal would be really cool. So I agree. People, whatever you don't give to Jake Vogelnest's Patreon, start saving up because I, yeah, you sold me on it. I think the Firefest model of movie theaters is, is the wave of the future. If, if the theaters have any balls. Mm-hmm. So I think we did it, Pat. We did it up. We did it good. We did it left and right the way we should. So there's nothing left to say, but till next time, we'll, we'll smell, smell you, you at, at the... the-